Welcome back to Who's Larry. We are continuing our conversation with Shohra Akhdashlu, Oscar-nominated Hollywood actress and star of Amazon series The Expanse, all about happiness in Hollywood. In this episode, we delve a bit deeper into why movies bring us so much happiness most of the time, and also hear about Shohra's encounter with a certain legendary animated series. On with the show. When it comes to, obviously, yourself as uh, as an actress, you, you watch films and you enjoy theatre, and it's your career, so obviously you have so much enjoyment and happiness, and you kind of... What is it about film and TV and theatre that you think brings the average Joe, so just people that just sit at home and just kind of engulf in it, what is it about these kind of things that bring so much happiness? So Larry sat on his sofa at home... What, what does film TV do? <laughs> First and foremost, it's because it's audiovisual. You hear it, you watch it, and uh, it usually uses uh, symbols, metaphors from here and there that you're familiar with, that you connect to, that are relatives. It takes you mm. back to a certain moment in, in your life and you feel connected to it. Reading a book about seven ways of becoming successful is very helpful. You should do that no matter what. But watching, say, the movie Rocky, it will be more effective, a hundred times more effective than reading the book. You should read the book and watch Rocky as well. Because when you see Rocky, that never gives up, that after everything that happens to him, after being rejected a couple of times, after losing a couple of times, he still believes that he's going to win. It's his drive that takes him there. It's his motivation that takes him there. It's him wanting to win that takes him there. You're watching him, you're seeing how hard he tries. He keeps rehearsing every day, workout every day, and, uh, and never gives up, never surrender, keeps doing what he needs to do to become successful and to win. And then, of course, with that amazing uh, score, the music, of the film, the crescendo takes you to the moment that he wins and you feel like you want to leave the theater, go on the street and shout, <laughs> I am going to win no matter what, I am going to win because I just learned from someone who came from nothing and won. So it's a sort of a 20th century way of, of uh, teaching us how to win. Yeah. Are you still able to enjoy films as like as an actress since you know kind of ha- what's actually gone on behind the scenes and um you know how it's all been put together are you still able to enjoy films the same way as say me or jack or larry might be able to enjoy a film or are you constantly there like oh i know what's going on in real life <laughs> well it depends truly it depends on the film when i'm watching a movie a film like the reader mm-hmm. uh, with kate winslet mm-hmm. amazing performance it takes me in no matter what. I don't even think about it's a movie or what's happening behind the scene or uh, whether the actress uh, prefers her um, left side of her face to the right side of her face because there are actresses who truly care. And when you keep watching them, you notice, my God, I've only seen her left side, the left side of her face. But there are films that I'm thinking, huh, where is the craft service here? Would it be on the left or on the right? <laughs> Who gave them a uh, haircut? 
was it Sam haircut or <laughs> was it, was it the uh, hairdresser of the of the movie or of the series that I'm watching? Depends on how good the film is, basically. And how deep the film yeah. is that yeah. would take me in and would mm. not let me go, mm-hmm. keep me on my toes, mm-hmm. uh, and I keep you know watching it and I. Uh, I'm drawn in, into the story and even when it's finished I keep thinking about certain moments of the film and I'm thinking mm. like 12 years of slave I was yeah, thinking yeah. about certain certain moments certain uh, parts of acting in this in this film for days for, mm-hmm. for months I still mm-hmm. remember vividly very much depends on how much work of art has been put into this movie or this TV series Absolutely. And I think the biggest question of the day that we're, we're going to ask you, and you knew it was coming, in the world of Hollywood, who is Larry? Is he an actor? Is he one of those film critics that give in the amazing reviews that you receive? Or what kind of person do you think in the Hollywood Hills Larry would be? Hmm. It's a big question. It is a very <laughs> big question. In reality, Larry would be the executive producer Uh, of a huge studio with um, billions of dollars at his disposal who makes amazing uh, larger-than-life movies, films, and also make a shelter for independent films that are concentrating on profound, meaningful uh, stories Mm. uh, of humans' life. Larry would be that producer that creates that umbrella over mm-hmm. both the giant larger than life films movies that bring brings people to the theaters to watch it on, on the silver screen and larry would be also the producer of the independent films low budget films yeah. that are usually made um, by the help of tax money of these huge films <laughs> an independent film that talks about human life and not necessarily is all about jumping from one giant car to another <laughs> or traveling to the moon or and would give a chance to the uh, independent filmmakers mm-hmm. to be able to make their movies. Because other than that, ever since these giant uh, entities such as Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, which we all love and adore and, and happy that they exist, Ever since they started coming to the market, making independent films has become more and more difficult mm-hmm. because people, and especially, you know, the, the expensive tickets of, of cinemas, a family of four, mm-hmm. if they want to go and see a movie in, in theaters, at least they have to spend close to $100, $120 at a theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, every week it brings it to $500 a week, which is not easy for low-income families or even mm-hmm. middle class. That's why they, they buy these giant TVs, 60 inches, you know, to watch the movies in their homes at their convenience. So you can imagine how hard it is yeah. to make a movie like uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf nowadays. Nobody wants to go to the theaters to watch them. That's yeah. why they don't have as much income as mm. the giant movies have. Therefore, Larry would make sure that independent filmmaking would not die down. 
Absolutely. And that makes Larry Absolutely. very happy. That's what makes Larry happy. Very happy. <laughs> Part of that sounds like being able to reach those communities um, and the people that big movies might not necessarily always be able to kind of connect with. Um, and I guess that kind of comes down to, I think this is something that me and Jack probably mentioned in every one of our episodes, like those human connections and, and kind of community element of everything and clearly it's even it's kind of relevant in the world of movies and hollywood it seems absolutely and there are producers who are doing this there are many many larrys in hollywood i know at least a dozen of them who are doing this independent films mostly focus on on issues mm. and it's easier to tackle issues social issues political issues through independent filmmaking than the giant films. Giant films uh, duty is truly to entertain you mm -hmm. and there are there are many of them that are also um, you know they cover social, political, geopolitical uh, sort of issues tackle them but not as much as independent movies can do. What's the next thing that people can see you in? Next film, TV show? Obviously, I have a TV series on Amazon, The Expanse, uh, the Expanse uh, that people can watch uh, all five seasons on The Expanse mm -hmm. uh, on the Amazon. And uh, my next film that is coming out is called Run, Sweetheart, Run. Can't wait. It's a wow. horror, it's film a horror film yeah. made by uh, Blumhouse Production and the, the same uh, production company that made uh, Get Out. So yeah. you can imagine what sort of genre that is. And I recommend yes. it to every young girl to watch this film. Make yeah. sure you watch this film because it's, again, it's out of this world. And I have a feeling that it's the first time that uh, this subject matter has been told so brilliantly. I believe it's coming out in, in autumn. Amazing. Can't wait to see it. would be Larry's favourite film? Oh, what a question, Sarah. <laughs> Just throw <laughs> that one in there. <laughs> well, his favourite film... It can be one you've been in, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, uh, I would say um, Mr Smith Goes to Washington. I don't think I know that one. <laughs> that, that film has been played every year uh, during the Christmas uh, oh. on television in the US. For almost, uh, if I'm not mistaken, for almost 50, maybe 60 years now. Wow. Again, a film about how to become successful. I'm going to have to check it out. Because I was going to say, I feel like Larry, definitely, I feel like we're on the same page here, Shari. I think he's definitely a big It's a Wonderful Life fan. I think you would love that at Christmas. Jack is obsessed with that film. <laughs> Actually, oh my God, Jack, that's it. It's, it's a wonderful life. You've said it. It must be true. <laughs> Larry's favourite film would definitely be It's a Wonderful Life that they play I every like year we'll during the Christmas. We'll yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. It's a wonderful life. Thank you, Jack. It is. It's a wonderful life and he's, he's a wonderful Larry. <laughs> I know that Jack was really excited about one of your performances in particular, The Simpsons. It was it was on at Christmas and we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, that must, for me, that would be hands down the happiest moment of my career. And I know that you've been nominated for an Oscar, but The Simpsons, that is huge. I, I tell you what was the happiest moment of The Simpsons. First up, I have to admit, I asked for it. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm a fan of The Simpsons. I told my agent, I'm a fan of Simpsons. I want to be on Simpsons. 
is there some way to ask them? And when my agent asked them, they said, of course, we would love to have her on board. <laughs> That's when you know that you've made it, to be honest. <laughs> yes, I swear to God. And after I, I was done, they gave me a basket of all the Simpsons characters. Oh. And I, of course, I, I still have it. These are my I was treasure. about to ask. I'm yes, glad. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. One day I'm going to display all of them, you know, in my studio. I was ever so happy. I was looking at the basket, you know, playing with all these <laughs> dolls, small dolls, and thinking, do you mind? Simpson gave me all. <laughs> such, such a meaningful episode. Actually, I asked for two. There was another one that I asked for. Curious George. Oh, yeah. That was exciting. Yeah, I said, I would love to be also, because I'm also a fan of Curious George. I have a feeling that I am <laughs> Curious George. Like Curious George, yes. That's why I asked for it. He gave it to me. I, was, I remember I've always been a big fan. I think for me, Curious George over The Simpsons, I have to say. <laughs> it's that simple in life. All you've got to do is just ask The Simpsons and... I'll, I'll, we'll be penning a, an email to get Larry on The Simpsons after this, I think, sure, right? <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't get. That's another thing. Ask. If the, you don't get to see the person, if you don't get to go to the Paramount Studio or Metro Golden Mayor or Amazon, or just ask. Mm. Put it out into the universe. I want to work in a giant TV series of Amazon. Say it. And you loud. got it. <laughs> Well, if not right there and then, but it will come your way, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm. But that doesn't mean that we you should that. ask that and go then, then go home and sit and wait for it. Yeah, you have to still work for it. <laughs> yes, you have to do what you're supposed to do. Because after all, uh, happiness comes from within. And uh, mm. if you're not satisfied with yourself, you're not happy. And if mm. you're not happy, no one can make you happy. Happiness comes from your achievements, from your successes, from your, no matter how small, how big they are, when you achieve something, that day you think, I achieved something. And that achievement brings a certain kind of uh, happiness to you and, and therefore you project happiness and you make other people happy as well because it's really mm-hmm. contagious. But when you're happy, you join your friends and you smile. They, they start smiling. Even even the unhappy one would smile and say, how are you doing? <laughs> Maybe, an, you know, half a smile, but at least you've managed to bring a smile on someone's lips that is not very happy in life. I was, I was about to ask what it is about acting that brings you happiness, but I think you just answered it right there. <laughs> it is bringing that smile to other people. Exactly that, and also telling other people's stories. I'm a storyteller. I love to tell the stories. And uh, the most profound, the most meaningful, the most entertaining are my favorites. And when I do that, it gives me a certain kind of uh, uh, achievement. And uh, achievement leads to happiness. And and I feel happy. I feel useful. I feel that I have been sort of uh, at someone's service. I've given service to this life. Because it's very important for for people, not just actors, uh, to be of service, to do something for others. Be it making another person happy or helping some elderly lady who's having difficulties, taking her groceries to her Mm. car, just volunteer and say, may I help you? Or, you know, any, any other way that you can be of service. 
that brings a lot of, lot of happiness to me every time I do that. And I've been doing that ever since I was uh, seven or eight years old, thanks uh, to my grandmother. She used to take me to the slum area. During the week, she would buy or save extra rice or, or soap or chocolates or pastries or, or sweets. And then we would uh, get a cab and we would go to the slum areas. And it was as though they were waiting for us. It wasn't just us. There were other people who were doing this. It was mm. customary in Iran back then. And uh, usually there, there were like seven families in, in, in a small home. And usually the doors were half open. And as soon as we knocked, either a kid or a woman would come to the door and without even asking, she or the kid would just take whatever we had to offer and would thank us and say, Allah be with you, God be with you. And when grandma and I sat in the car, we were both happy, smiling at each other, like, wow, we did something today meaningful. We, we helped some people. We achieved something today. We were of service to the human beings. I love it. You've left me. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm happy as Larry now. It's a, it's a beautiful conversation. I feel like your, your words are so motivational as well for anyone that's listening that has a, a dream or a passion. to the, the words that you've said today could be applied to if you wanted to be a painter or a musician or you wanted to start up a tech company. What you've summed up is you've taken that Rocky Balboa energy and you've spread it throughout the podcast. I, I absolutely love it. It's been beautiful talking to you. That's it. No matter what, no matter what we do in life. Again, if we're not happy with ourselves, we cannot make other people happy. And no one can make us happy. It comes from within and it comes from our achievements, our successes, our service. And, and uh, without anything else, we really need to be a real human mm-hmm. being, mm. no matter what we do being a tech or being an actor or being a musician, being a mother, being a housewife, no matter what. First, we need to learn how to be a true human being. It's interesting, when I started working with Sir Ben Kingsley, (laughs) on on our third or fourth day, I said, Sir Ben, I am so happy you're real. Excuse me? What do you mean? I said, you, you're for real. You're a real human being. And he said, what was I supposed to be? I said, I'm happy you're not a body snatcher. <laughs> oh my God, how many body snatchers have you worked with? <laughs> we don't want to be body snatchers. We want to be a real human being have by, you had, by acting so. Have you had any uh, starstruck moments with some of your kind of co-stars or people that you've worked with that maybe you've dreamed of working with before um, like you just said about Sir Ben Kingsley have you had many moments like that with anyone else? With actors uh, uh, and this is it this is, every time I have time I do theatre classes I do acting classes and first thing I tell my actors young actors is that if you're here in my class for fame and fortune you're in the wrong class because I didn't start it to be famous or, or you know, to be fortunate. I, I started because I wanted, I loved acting. With actors, no, I don't, uh, I don't get intimidated nor I get that excited because <laughs> I, I look at them like with Ben Kingsley. And uh, again, in uh, God Rest Her Soul, Larry King was interviewing us and asked me, sorry, were you intimidated when you started working with Sir Ben Kingsley? I said, no, I wasn't. <laughs> and Mr. Kingsley laughed and, la- and Larry King laughed. And uh, mm, the truth of the matter is that I'm an actor myself and I look at them and I think, 
directors like myself, they have worked more, but they've gone through the same route as I am going right now. Mm. And mm. by getting intimidated, I'm, I'm not going to shine and therefore they're not going to shine because movies or plays or, or this industry is all about collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. It's not about me or you or, or him. It's about our collaboration. If I don't shine, you don't shine. That's mm. why for, for obvious reasons, I don't get intimidated, intimidated or, or get excited, but there has been one with Mr. Spielberg. Oh, oh yeah. my God. We were introduced to each other at the Shoah Foundation, one of his favorite charity foundations. The moment I, they introduced me to him and he started shaking my hand, I went berserk. I said, Mr. Spielberg, I'm ever so happy to have met you. I love you. You were a revolutionary in cinema. I loved what you did with this film, with that film. You changed the timing in cinema. And that was fantastic. I love Schindler's List. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste your precious time. I was I'm so excited. I know, I, I, I know for sure that my voice was shaking and I'm like, oh my God, I loved each and every film of yours and what you did with cinema and with the timing in cinema and, I, and, and all of a sudden very calmly he said don't worry sorry you're not wasting my time i'm so happy to have met you in person i loved your performance in house of sand and fog he tried to bring me down and i started coming down i'm like oh, breathe Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was so excited. I was so excited. I can imagine. He's one of few directors that I love and adore. And oh, he's, he's amazing. He, he himself is larger than life. I think anyone would go absolutely berserk if they met him, <laughs> to be honest. But that's probably my, my reaction to meeting anyone that I sort of admire or that's <laughs> me every time. Why not? I think... Uh, they would enjoy it. They're like, oh, this actress is so happy <laughs> to see me. She can't help herself. I'm, oh, oh. I was literally shaking, you know, oh, telling him how it. much I was in love with his work. And he's truly a revolutionary in, in, in cinema, what he did. He's a, he's a sort of a master. Definitely. Sorcerer. And if they're looking for the next, uh, the next Brad Pitt, here we are, Larry's. Uh, yeah. Before, before we leave, I have to. You mentioned uh, if if they're looking for another Brad Pitt. No, they're not looking for another Brad Pitt. They're looking for an actor who's authentic and organic and himself. Be yourself. Be organic. Be authentic, and let the world see through you. Shore, I love it. You're such a ray of positivity. We love it. We absolutely love it. Thank you so much. You've you've left me motivated. I feel like I want to go for a 10k run now. I've got the energy. I'm gonna go. Let's do it together. Climb the stairs. I'm gonna have the eye of the tiger on. I'm gonna go and punch a pig. Is that what they do in Rocky Balboa? Eye of the tiger. <laughs> eye of the tiger. Beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to jump on my treadmill now. You have provided so many sort of inspirational words and I think so many useful tips as well for those who want to go into acting and, you know, like Jack said, other industries even. I think the stuff that you said will be kind of useful for all. And obviously you have added more to our picture of Larry and who he could be and what kind of things might bring him happiness uh, and what role he would be playing in film. I think we've we've covered it all today. I hope so. We're, we're one step closer to finding Larry Shorey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Larry's 
It's almost there. <laughs> Nearly there. We'll find him. We'll find him. Just doesn't know your addresses, so if you put your addresses out there. Exactly. He's knocking door to door. He'll find us. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Jack Frimston. I'm Sarah Tabar. Join us next time when we'll be getting ready for the big return of music festivals with DJ and festival pro Danny Whitehead. See you there.